0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Blow Off L podcast, episode two, uh, the podcast for general automotive and motorsports news, as well as anything else car related that Tucker and I might find interesting. Uh, We're your hosts, Alex and Tucker. And uh, today is going to be kind of a two-part episode. Uh, So this this week, we're going to go over kind of my car history uh, to give everyone listening some context as to what I've owned um, and kind of what I thought about them. And uh, next week we'll go to uh, we'll do the same thing for Tucker, which will be kind of uh, more more uh, German centric than my cars. I think.
1: Yeah. We had thought about maybe trying to get this all done in one episode, but realistically uh, both Alex and I have made a lot of poor decisions with cars, <laughs> cars over the years. And so there's usually, a, usually, we have a legacy. Fair,
0: yeah. And to be fair, a lot of it was spurred on by each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we figure we'll just focus on one, one person at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so my first car, um, that I, I got when I was 16 was a 1991 Ford Explorer, um, which does not sound exciting, but the one exciting part about it was, It was a manual oh that is cool
1: i didn't know they made those in manuals
0: yeah it was it was a five speed uh and it was like shifting a semi truck like it was the (laughs) longest throw you could imagine but it was cheaper than an automatic
1: which was partly why we got it um back then you know one of the other selling points of those was you you would tend to get like a little bit better fuel efficiency too that
0: was yeah that right and that was kind of the other uh the other part of it but um you know i mean a 91 ford explorer got like 14 miles to the gallon anyway so it, <laughs> i don't Which know still
1: better much than much truck. some trucks today yeah that's <laughs> so, true now but it, why uh why did you settle on that was this something that was like this is an option like this is available it's a good deal we should go for it or was it i mean did you shop around for this thing
0: So we kind of, I, I skimmed like auto trader and um, this was like back when you could also go and get like auto trader, like the mag, like the magazine, you know, okay and Hmm. uh, look at like local listings and I found it and it was actually being sold by a guy who was a mechanic and he kind of had a hustle of buying these cars at auction for super cheap, fixing them up whatever issues they had. And then he would resell them. Sure. And uh, he, was, he was a nice guy. And and uh, I wanted, I basically wanted something like growing up in Oklahoma, you know, off-roading was a big thing. So I had friends that had Jeeps and stuff like that. Okay. So I want something that I could potentially do a little bit of off-roading in, which subsequently I ended up doing no off-roading. Because <laughs> it was like, it was rear-wheel drive. Like it wasn't even all-wheel drive. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it was, been good. no, but, and it was nice to have like, as a fairly big guy, like six foot four. And at the time I was like 180 pounds. Um, still am, but um,
1: was there, was there anything the else that you were contemplating? Like
0: it was you know, a lot in your-
1: okay. like,
0: I would have loved the sports car, but the, the problem was like, we just didn't have the money. Like, yeah. you know, at that point I'd been working, I started working when I was 15 and a half yeah. and my parents were paying for the car. And, basically i had like a five thousand yeah, budget limit. Yeah, yeah yeah it was the same and, thing for me yeah so that car was i think like we got for like 4500 bucks
1: at nice. the time
0: and um it how was, many miles it was, are
1: on it do you remember uh,
0: i want to say it was probably like the better part of like eighty thousand miles okay. okay um and so you know i'd take something that would get me to like soccer practice and to work and stuff and yeah um and it did the job. Um, the funny thing with that car, though, is I was super into, like, I got super into sound systems.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I had, my friends and I, I had a friend who was into sound systems as well. And so he and I got together and we built, we, I bought two 12-inch subs and an amp. <laughs> and he and I built a custom subwoofer enclosure that fit in the back, like custom fit yeah. to the back of the car. Weed and got this like color matched to my interior like vinyl stuff to put on the subwoofer box and it was actually pretty sick like yeah it sounds classy we, we, it was, it looked good and when we turned it on the first time we tested it out we we're in his we we're in his driveway and his mom came out and was like would you guys mind turning that down like the plates in the kitchen on, that are up I on did. the wall are shaking and the driving. kitchen
1: was at the back
0: of their house So it was pretty loud. (laughs) I'm pretty sure part of my like hearing loss is from that.
1: I feel like it's just funny, though, just, you know, hearing this story because, you know, you can basically grow up anywhere in this country and relate to this story like you know everybody's got a dude that they know in high school (laughs) it's big in systems, and you know you guys get to scheming and it's like oh we should put this like ridiculous sound system in this car that is not at all equipped to handle it
0: (laughs) no 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 like the whole car shook like when it it was on and turned up and the funny thing like that i'm pretty sure most of that sound system was uh Probably stolen because <laughs> because we <laughs> yeah. uh, well there was a in North Tulsa which was like kind of the sketchy part of Tulsa. Um, in North Tulsa there was a swap meet every weekend, and so okay. since I was trying to do all this on a, you know, I was working at a at the time I was working at a custard stand, um, yeah, an ice cream type place, and um budget. and I was on a budget, and so you'd go there and they'd be like two like nice subwoofers for like a hundred bucks. And you're like,
1: mm, <laughs> this <stuff's Not> so. <laughs> a, you know, you're like, I'm not
0: sure where these came from. Um,
1: that's a, a hell of a deal.
0: That's how I got the sound system. And so we put it in, it was awesome. And then over the course of the next six months, my car got broken into three different times mm-hmm. in our driveway. And the, you know, people were trying to steal you know the sound system yeah and the last time that kind of finally ruined it for me was the uh these guys broke into it they busted out the rear window and they tried to get the whole subwoofer enclosure out but it was too was too wide for the opening yeah and so when they couldn't get it out they ran screwdrivers through the subwoofers to basically destroy them so it was basically like hey we can't steal this but fuck you. We're not going to let you enjoy yes, it. It's your yeah. shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you made and, this hard.
0: And I finally was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Like as much as I enjoyed it, um, yeah. it was just, it was too frustrating. Um, no,
1: for sure. That's insane. So
0: <laughs> I ended up near the end of high school. I got my next car, which we'll get into, but um, I sold, my, I sold the Explorer to my manager at this custard stand where I worked and this guy kind of drove his, he was pretty hard on his cars. Mm-hmm. And within three weeks of me selling him that car, he blew the engine in it <laughs> and he tried to blame me for it. Like I sold him some like lemon and I was like, like, man, that car was perfect. Like worked perfectly for me. All I did was like routine oil changes for the better part of, you know, yep. three years. And then you, the engine blows up after three weeks of you driving it. I don't know what to tell
1: yeah, you. It's just, you know, it's the... You, you know, you get a car with high mileage on it, it's always a gamble. You
0: yeah, know? well, and that was the thing, like, I yeah. sold it to him for, like, three grand. Yeah. And it had, you know, whatever, 120,000 miles on it, and, you know, you have a car like that, even if it's been well-maintained, like, you need to be kind of, you can't yeah. sit there and, like, slam on the gas at every stoplight, yeah. which you is not a way you drove. Right. So, mm. uh, you know, he just, he kind of After a while, kind of gave up on me. (laughs) Like, I think he wanted me to like reimburse him some money, and I was just like, "I, I'm not giving you any money back, man. Like, you're the one that broke the car."
1: Here, here's some custard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Here's some custard for your trouble. Um, And so, the I sold that car because I found there was a a local car shop in town that did like customs, custom sound install. Like, they did sound system installs but they also did like car mods and stuff yeah and the manager of the of the shop had a. it was his personal car but it was also like one of their show cars um and it was a 96 acura integra gsr um that had been obviously heavily modified since it was a, a show car for the shop but it, it had yeah. um, a carbon fiber hood 18 inch wheels ac sports headers an apex i exhaust um, wow full, full buddy club uh suspension and a dc sports rear sway bar
1: and a wow. short shift
0: and it was fast like it was my
1: it was this is, this is uh, the you bought this
0: yeah i i saw it wow. and just immediately fell in love with it this is like peak my peak like import kind of as yeah. i talked about on the last episode like my peak import loving phase when you know in the midst of all the fast and furious movies and stuff yeah. and uh i was like i have got to figure out a way to get that car and so i talked to my parents and i was like this was right before i went to college and i had a i had already gotten a, a accepted a full scholarship to college and so i was like i told my parents i said if you guys like help me out getting a loan for this i'll work like you know, yeah, for not sure, not full time, but like heavily part time, like thirty hours a week. Yeah, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Yeah, so that I can pay for the loan on this car and pay the car insurance and stuff. And uh, so they were, they you know, they were willing to co-sign the loan. That's sweet. And so I was able to, to lock it up. Yeah, I don't and... think I
1: remember that story. I I, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> no, it was a, it was it was fun because it was the summer before I started college, and that car was kind of my first foray into like my teenage idiocy of street racing and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No, there, that's there the were couple,
0: yeah. There were a couple of really popular roads, um, that like, every Friday and Saturday night, like that was kind of like the main place to cruise around. Oh, and yeah. just <laughs> off, just off those roads, people would go into the industrial parks and race, or they'd get up and do, um, kind of rolling drag racing on the highways. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where i kind of got involved in some of that and it was a it was a pretty i don't know it drew a lot of attention it was loud it was a, the car was red aside from the carbon fiber hood um so it it was a ton of attention that i ended up not
1: really wanting yeah It um, sometimes you know you can you'll underestimate that and when you get in a car you think like oh well it's not going to, this isn't going to be too bad. And then you get in it and you're like, holy cow, this car gets way more attention than I ever thought. Yeah, it you
0: know, I know. And I, I still, I loved it, but uh, yeah, it, it drew some pretty unwanted attention. So my, I don't know if I told you this story, but so I get to, I get to college, get moved in my first morning of classes. I'm supposed to, my first class at like 8am. I get, I get a phone call at 7am. Wake up, wakes me up. I answer it, and it's campus security. And they say, you know, do you have such and such car? And they tell me the the make and model and the license plate number. I was like, yeah, that's my car. They said, well, it's been broken into. And uh, we think that they may come back to try and steal it because they were unsuccessful because of your alarm system. Oh, wow. And so I I had to deal with that my first morning and my first day of college.
1: Not a good sign
0: no and uh the thing was like the parking at school it was just a big open parking lot right like it's not like you have a garage and we all had a freshman the rule was freshmen had to stay in freshman housing um, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't stand an off-campus apartment or anything like that or house unless your older sibling went to the same school and already had a place so like, they'd let families live together and so the campus security basically said look we would like to try and catch these guys. Um, so would you let, would you leave your car there and let us kind of use it as bait yeah, for it's back? bait? yeah. And I said, well, you guarantee that you'll stop them if they try and steal it. And they said, well, no, we can't guarantee that. I said, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not leaving yeah. it as bait. Uh, and no I ended is. up, I ended up having to trade my dad cars for the year. So mm-hmm. he had a 95 Ford Explorer, that I ended up using throughout my whole freshman year of college. And my dad, who is, uh, you've met him, but my dad's like a very mm-hmm. old school guy. And he's kind of a big, heavy set dude. And uh, <laughs> he's uh, not the guy you would expect to be in a 96 96- <laughs> that's heavily modified. But he drove that every day to work uh, for Racing a year. Racing
1: people off the line. Yeah, no, I know.
0: Well, it's funny <laughs> was he admitted he actually really had fun driving it. <laughs> um, but uh yeah not not the kind of car like a a middle-aged professional is going to be wanting <laughs> no, to drive to work
1: no, because he, definitely that is the car with that individual and in it gets a second look cuz you're like yeah.
0: what <laughs> oh totally totally it was it was really funny um and so uh then sophomore year i was able to get it back when um when i could get an off campus apartment and have a little bit more security so um i own that car basically throughout college and then my senior year of college i'm getting ready for medical school i've already been accepted and i'm home one weekend uh and my dad and i went and we used to shoot pool all the time um at this bar and we go to the bar shoot shoot some pool for a couple hours and we're leaving and on the way home is the the bmw dealership in town And up on a stand at the BMW dealership is a pristine 2004 Honda S2000, Mm Silverstone Silver. And it had basically every option you would want like the removable hardtop, the factory aero kit, factory spoiler, everything. It's like, oh my God, that car is amazing. Yeah so he pulled over and we, we checked it out and kind of walked around and I was like, God, is there any way I could make, make this happen? I know, man. So my dad and I are scheming because my, my dad was like my partner in crime when it
1: came to. Crime yeah. Stuff. You got to have a partner in crime. Otherwise it's yeah. not any fun. No,
0: otherwise it's not happening. Uh, and so he and I, the entire way home, were like, how can we talk my mom into this?
1: <laughs>
0: and, so, <laughs> and so he, uh, yeah. We, we came up with, you know, we basically talked to my mom about it. She was like kind of on the fence about it, but was like, well, I'll go to the dealer and see what they say. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I'll trade in my Integra and kind of do the same thing. Like just take mm-hmm. out a new loan for this car yeah, and keep working, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so we went to the BMW dealership and they offered me like peanuts for my car. Cause they were like, of course. Basically, they, they took the tack of yes, you have X thousand dollars of modifications that, you know, of course, if they, when they tried to sell it, they would like play up as being adding value to the car. What Classic. they tell me is, oh, that takes, you know, you're actually devaluing the car by doing all these mods because now we have to find the specific buyer that wants these mods on the car and blah, blah, blah. So, and they, know they and,
1: they, me- and they know it'll sell super quick.
0: Oh, yeah. So they offer me like next to nothing. So at the time, my mom has, uh, God, I think it was a
1: nine,
0: uh, it was like a 90s seven series BMW.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. I remember that.
0: Yeah. And, my parents had been thinking about getting rid of it because it was having like a lot of electrical issues and, and just yeah. cost a ton of money to fix every time something went wrong. And so they said, well, hi, Mr. BMW, what if we turned in the 7 Series? And they said, well, we'll give you a, you know, and they offered a lot of money actually for the car. Huh. And so we traded in the 7 Series for the S2000. And my mom drove my Integra for like. You three got the years. rock
1: star car. <laughs> yeah,
0: she, she <laughs> kept saying she was going to sell it, and then you know she never really made an effort to sell it until like three or four years later. She finally sold it um, to a kid at the high school where she worked.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, and she 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 would bitch about it, but then every once in a while <laughs> she told me it was actually pretty fun to drive. Uh, so you I know, get- and
1: everybody at the high school is. Like the kids are probably like, This is the coolest car. This oh, they think it's sick this woman yeah. is just amazing.
0: <laughs> my my mom told me one time, she's like, You would you would be amazed how many teenage boys come up to me when I'm at the gas station and say how much they like my car. <laughs> um, I mean that's the only person that car appealed to, by the way, but
1: Yeah, but I mean all of those guys were basically like, Why can't my mom be like this?
0: I know, I know. My I know.
1: mom get it.
0: <laughs> yeah so so i out of the deal i get i get the s2000 which at the time i'm single i'm just starting med school i was like this is the shit Um, it is the
1: shit and the thing about it is what i'm you know taking away from this story is for years i always thought that i was like the the naughty one convincing my parents to oh no buy cars but you were right there with me (laughs) you were just as bad as i was
0: you only oh cars are like the one thing that I constantly hustled for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I basically didn't have to work in college if I hadn't bought that Integra, but it was like, yeah. you know,
1: yeah,
0: totally. So it was totally worth it though. So I get this ST1000 and it's like the best, to this day, the best manual transmission I've ever driven. Yeah. The, the shifter is just perfect. Clutch weighting is perfect. Um, and I absolutely love it. I taught, multiple people how to drive a manual on it because it was like if you can't learn manual on this car you're not going to learn it like <laughs> yeah. it, had enough. it had enough low-end torque that you wouldn't stall it out if you were like not yeah. perfect with your clutch release and everything and i loved it i joined the there was a midwest s2000 owners club that i joined and we would do group drives and, and stuff all around oklahoma and it was just so fun because oh, particularly when i had the hard top on That was that was such a rare option from the factory that people would have no idea what it was until they got close and they'd see a Honda badge. And they'd be like, that's a Honda. Um, I absolutely loved it. And to this day, I regret selling that car. Um,
1: I think we all have a car like that, that we, you know, we just it was maybe a little bit out of reach. We went for it and, you know, we we love it and uh for whatever reason you know we move on but we look back on it and we're like that was the car that was the car
0: i i would love to own another one one day because they are just they're they're the perfect roadster uh in my opinion like i know a lot of people love miatas i'm just too big for a miata like my knees are up against the dash um but i absolutely loved it but when uh I went and started residency, you know, we're up North, we're in Minnesota and I was like a lightweight rear wheel drive sports car is not the play (laughs) (laughs) if it's your daily driver, right? Like I don't, and I, and at the time I couldn't afford to have a, you know, a, a for fun car. I I needed one car that could do everything. Yeah. So I sold the S 2000 and I got a 2011,
1: uh, Subaru STI. Um, this, and I think this is the first car that I, you know kind of of your car legacy that i you know saw and interacted with right yeah and that car was
0: really this is at the time that was a brand new car basically yeah when i bought it it was the only one for sale in the state of oklahoma it was the only sti because they were just new you couldn't find them Mm -hmm. and and it was awesome like i i loved it another manual car um, this one gearbox was a little bit more kind of, um, kind of like rifle bolty, you know, where it kind of really yeah, yeah. clicked into place in each gear. Whereas the S2000 was was smoother,
1: Smooth, yeah. Um,
0: but it was still fun to drive. That boxer engine sounded so freaking good. Even with just the stock exhaust.
1: Um, I remember some days like you would you know, get started. to work. Yeah. You'd get to work before me and I would like, I'd hear you like, up a, like a floor below or something like yeah, reversing it's, and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's such a cool sound. And, and yeah.
0: I, I still love the sound of them. It is a little yeah. boy racery. I had the sedan, not the hatchback, but it was, you know, big wing. It very much announced itself. Oh, it,
1: massively. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and, and so the big thing that happened with that car though, was I was playing in a lot of pickup soccer games at one of the local, um, one of the local soccer uh, fields um, and kind of sports parks. And there was street parking right there. Um, And so I street parked my car and this is on a Sunday afternoon around like one in the afternoon. We're getting together, we're playing soccer and we hear this all of a sudden this incredibly loud bang. And what the hell is that? And I looked over And there is a white, like mid to late 80s El Camino that has completely smashed in the back of my car. And
1: speed, too. I mean, I remember when you told me about this, I was like, I'm sure that, you know, you street park, that's probably just like a little fender bender.
0: And then you finally
1: sent me a picture and it was like, holy shit. Yeah, the back end was like
0: obliterated. And this guy, there were no uh, there were no tire marks so like he had obviously not tried to brake before he hit my car yeah and so i go running over there to see if he's all right and it's like a a younger guy like nasty kind of long hair greasy long hair yes. and i knock on the window and i see he's got like blood on his forehead blood on his nose i was like hey are you all right and he kind of like looks over at me and then puts his head back on the steering wheel and i open the door and you know and I'm looking yeah. over and he seems all right, but he's just slurring his words. And I realized like, Oh, this guy is completely drunk. And I'm, and I, in my head, I put it all together. I'm like, okay,
1: yeah.
0: like kind of a clapped out. El Camino, young guy, yeah. disheveled looking yeah. drunk on a Sunday at one in the afternoon. I was like, Oh shit.
1: This guy is good. Guy
0: have any insurance. Um, <laughs> and the cops get there. They kind of, they do this sobriety test. Obviously he fails it miserably. So they put him in the police car. They take him to the hospital first to get him checked out. But then Mm. he eventually goes to jail. Luckily, this guy was on his parents' insurance. So he did have insurance. So my car goes to the body shop. And they come back. And they basically say, this car is about $1,000 away from being totaled. Do you That's what I I thought.
1: I thought when you sent me that picture, I was like, this thing's totaled. For sure, this thing is totaled.
0: Yeah. So they fixed it. Um, cause I was like, I don't want to try and find another car, you know, if you can fix it, yeah. fix it. And they fixed it and you would, I mean, it looked brand new. They did a phenomenal it did. job.
1: It did. Yeah, it did.
0: But that car always from then on had like weird little gremlins, like electric, yeah. mainly electrical gremlins, like check engine lights and tire pressure monitor sensor issues. And yeah, it kind of yeah. was one of those things that was always bugging me a little bit. So then <laughs> you got your bmw which we'll we'll talk about in the next episode yeah but it kind of put a little you know
1: yeah a little little fire under your ass ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you you talked me into coming into the bmw dealer one day i forget how there you were doing something there and you're like oh you should come with me and so i ended up talking to to the sales guy what was his name james good guy guy. Yeah, he. Um, so he was like, what would it take to kind of get you into a, a BMW? And I said, well, if you can find a manual all-wheel drive car, I'll, yeah. I'll think about it. And so he comes back to me and says, well, there are three in the U.S. for sale at that time. One was in Alaska, so that was a no-go. One was a silver silver one in Colorado. And then one was this beautiful blue one from that was down in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah, and I said, plan. well, if you get that car up here from Daytona, I will buy it. Um, (laughs) yeah exactly so uh, (laughs) and I was fully supporting (laughs) yeah (laughs) and honestly man it's just the best daily driver like I still that's still Mm -hmm. my daily driver you know manual it's got plenty of power Um, it's a 330i so it's it sounds great sounds good yeah I've had multiple multiple people ask me if it's an aftermarket exhaust because it sounds really good Um, and it just it does everything I need it to do um you
1: it's put, yeah trees. and you like you put on some what were, were they avant-garde or they were Yeah, I put on like 20 20 inch 20? avant-garde matte yeah. black wheels for the and summer. It's beautiful cuz I does it does it have like um a, a like a kind of like a black optics package on it?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, so like the kidneys and a lot of the trim pieces are kind of like a, yeah. a piano black finish.
1: Yeah. I I distinctly that, remember one day you and I we went out for like Chinese food mm-hmm. and we are walking out of the, the restaurant and some guy walked up to you and was like, that's the most beautiful car I've ever seen. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. I've got the same BMW, but it's black and no one's ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. So it was, you
0: know, hats I, off I, to I, you, have, man. You picked the right one. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of really nice compliments about that car. And, and I just, I love it. Um, I'm yeah. going to drive it into the ground. Like I have no intention of getting rid of it until it just gives yeah, up on car. me. And then I, yeah, and I also did, like, a KW suspension on it, so it's right. a little bit, it looks a little right. bit more aggressive, handles better, uh, which was actually, like, your, you kind of, kind of put me on to yeah. that, one. hey, you, think about getting the suspension, it tightens it up a bit.
1: Not so. I mean, I, I thought that, you know, with that car, and, and it's not like you, you slammed it, it just, no, it took it no. and put it at a height that it should be, you know, from, right from the factory, it looks great. The right, it, it
0: looks purposeful, which is what yeah. I like about it. It had too much wheel gap from the factory.
1: Exactly. That's what I think. That's what we thought.
0: Yeah. And so, so that's my daily driver now. And then that brings me to the king,
1: the, big <laughs> the king. That,
0: yeah, the big boy <laughs> that I got in September. Which um, you know, from when I was a kid, I I had dreamed about getting some sort of really crazy you know, supercar, or sports car. Uh, yeah. And September was when I finally was able to do that. And I ended up getting a, a 2019 Porsche 911 GT3 RS, which um, for the listeners that may not know uh, is basically a 911, but it's their most track focused, naturally aspirated engine. Yeah. So there's a GT2 RS, which is a track focused 911. That's a turbocharged engine. Um, but the GT3 RS is naturally aspirated, so it has a, kind of a different sound to it. That purchase came after <laughs> what a good couple years of <laughs> you discussion. Know, discussion, you with know. You and the man.
1: and the thing about that, what different? The thing that I remember in particular, what I love about that story is that, and I I even you know, you know, talked about this with my wife, how cool it was that you. S- you talked about that as a kid being like a pinnacle car. Like this is what, this is what I want. And you started there, but then you did this huge loop through Mm -hmm. all of these other possibilities. And we talked about all the options and, and, you know, the varieties Mm -hmm. over whatever it was, you know, year, two years. And then you came, you came back to this. Yeah.
0: No, that, yeah. So the GT3 RS, what I thought I was going to get, and then I started going, like, well, what about these different Ferraris? Like, I was looking at the 488s.
1: And I, we went and test drove some of those cars.
0: Yeah, we went down to Chicago and the, in the summer and test drove a Huracan Evo, a Lamborghini Huracan Evo. Because <laughs> uh, I was looking at the Huracan Performante, which is kind yeah. of a similar track-focused version of, of a, a, a standard car from Lamborghini. And I... Was I never test drove a 488, but I, I looked at them and I just I I thought they were okay looking, but I didn't love the look. and yeah, you
1: didn't follow them.
0: And and I test drove a McLaren 720s, yeah. which was a phenomenal car, like the fittest thing I've ever been in. But the discussion was, you know, that we had was, you know, we live in a smaller town, things get noticed, people talk, That's and true. <laughs> do you really want? A Ferrari or a McLaren or something running around, and and just the showiness of it. Um, yeah, whereas the yeah. Porsche kind of goes a little bit more under the radar. Like yeah, people exactly. that know what it is, they get excited, but people that don't know what it is, they're like, okay, well, I don't know.
1: I mean, you see all over the place. You see Cayennes, right? And right. so it it's got a little bit of cover, um, right? Exactly. But it the radar a little bit. But I do think that you know even. Even, you know, if you set that argument aside, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, after you had, you know, test-driven these cars, you know, I think it just speaks to the the GT3 RS and what it is capable of. That, right. you know, you can test-drive all these cars, you can entertain all these other options, but you came back to it and are, are right. completely satisfied with it.
0: Oh, I love it. And the thing is, like, at the end of the day, it was a question, it was a problem of geography. Because... You know, we live about an hour away from our Porsche dealer. You know, that's a reasonable distance if you have some issue, you know, to take the right. car up there. But if I had an issue with a McLaren or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, it's a five hour trip to Chicago. That's the yeah. nearest certified mechanic for any of those cars.
1: Yeah. Um, and we talked about, you know, there's a driving season here that's that's not like Arizona, you know, it's no, not it's, like it's seven months. Exactly, and so you're gonna you want to enjoy it, and and you're gonna have Chicago all these other getting fixed, yeah, exactly. Your host it's sitting down there for however many months because you know other everybody else is in the same boat too. We all bring the cars out at the same right, time right. of year and discover the gremlins, you know from right, exactly. from winter storage. So
0: yeah, so that that was a big part of it, um, and I liked it was one of the few of kind of the modern high end sports cars that isn't turbocharged i liked
1: yeah you know the it's got a great sound it's a beautiful it. sound
0: yeah it, it's the flat six and a in a 911 has a really unique sound particularly when it's naturally aspirated and um uh, it's been a fire rem- laugh
1: yeah i remember uh just you know driving back after you'd pick that up at the dealership and man it, it got a lot of heads Looking oh, yeah, and, we should I talk mean,
0: about that. so like the how I bought it and then kind of how it got here is kind of fun. Yeah, um, so when I saw it go up for sale, I saw it was up for sale at a dealership in California. That was like a um an independent high end car dealership. They sold everything from Porsches to to Koenigs. Mm-hmm. And so I called them or I emailed them. I said, "Hey, I'm really interested in this car." And they emailed me back and they said, "This is on a Friday." And they said, oh, it's actually already been sold. But uh, if anything changes, we'll let you know. God, you know, no,
1: you no, usually you know, think like, like nothing's going to change. Like ne- things no, never change. Yeah. You're no, and,
0: and I figured, uh, you know, it was for a reasonable price. It had every option I wanted, you know, so I was disappointed that it got away. But uh, I it's like, all right, well, yeah, let me know if anything changes. And so Monday yeah. morning, I get an email. The dealer saying, hey, uh, the car is unexpectedly available again. Uh, here's what I'll sell it to you for if you're interested. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was home that day uh, from work and I when I went and talked to my wife and, and she was like, kind of gave me the side eye, but was like, well, do it. If, if it's yeah. the car, you should do it. But you got uh, the blessing. <laughs> I got the blessing, which is really important because the uh, dealer ended up telling me how the first deal <laughs> fell apart, which was... The guy that bought it did not tell his wife he was buying it. Yeah. And when he finally did tell his wife he was buying it, she lost her mind <laughs> and shut yeah. the whole thing down. Uh, yeah, so, in one week, We get the
1: boss's boss, approval.
0: You gotta get the boss's approval. Yeah, that's that's the first rule of buying it, you know, being a car wonder, guy. Is
1: that like an amateur or something? I mean, he should know that. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: It was, rookie, it was a rookie move. It was a rookie on move. His part. So I got got the car uh, inspected, pre-purchase inspection done over at GMG Racing, which is a big um, racing shop for Porsches. They do other cars, but mainly Porsches in California. Um, Had them do a couple suspension tweaks on it and then had it shipped. And uh, you and I went up to Porsche uh, Minneapolis and... Uh, took delivery of it there uh, which is pretty cool because this the even though the dealership obviously hadn't been the one that sold it to me the uh the salesman and 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 yeah. the other folks that work there they're all car people uh, yeah they so are
1: pretty much everybody came out to check it out because yeah they're you excited when it came the
0: trailer. uh <laughs> and they were kind of showing me like oh this is how you connect your phone to the you know to the apple carplay and all this. i mean they were really great about it, it. Nice. and, and yeah. they're they're the folks. I told them I was like, I'm bringing the car to you guys for maintenance, just so you know. Yeah. So they were really cool about it. It was um, a cool
1: day, anyways, because when we went up there, there was like I don't know, some function was going on, and yeah, there was they were like a GT2. Only. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was like a GT2 RS there. I think there was like a was there a GT4? GT2
0: Club Sport.
1: Yeah. So it was yeah, really so cool in the showroom,
0: in the showroom was a customer's GT2 RS, and then his GT2 RS Club Sport which is a non-road legal track only car. Sweet.
1: It was sweet looking. And, and then, then
0: it was nice. a customer day. Like, so they invited a bunch of their customers. So there were, there was another GT2 RS there, a couple GT3s, a GT4, um, some really cool stuff there. Um,
1: yeah. Cause when we pulled into the dealership, there were some dudes out taking pictures and I was like, what the shit is going yeah. on here? Yeah. You
0: know, it's like young guys that were like car photographers taking pictures, of everything coming in. And yeah.
1: Uh, that's sweet. So,
0: it was, it was a really cool uh, experience, and then driving it back, I was terrified because it was kind of cold, and it was supposed to, there was a chance it was going to rain and everything, but uh, and it, it was, was
1: cold, and you had uh, uh, summer the summer performance tires, you know, on this thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I was a little bit nervous, but it survived, um, yeah. and it's it been- pay, I was the
1: pace car, I think, for that, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was
0: I was I was hanging out in your room here as much as I could.
1: Yeah, it was it was sweet. It was great looking car to have behind. you <laughs>
0: Um. So that's kind of where I'm at now. There's there's plans, you know, for other things in the future. But uh but I'm extremely happy with kind of my current car situation. And um, yeah. And we're planning on doing a, a a high performance driving course here in May at Road America with it. Uh, so I'll get to kind of learn how to handle it a little bit better. Um, and, uh, until then just kind of keep doing kind of some fun spirited back, back road driving.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that's about it for my stuff. So, um, next week we're going to hit on, on all your, uh, you know, yeah interesting car choices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good. Good way to put it.
0: Predominantly Germanic. Some, some more questionable mm-hmm. than others. <laughs> mostly
1: Bavarian,
0: uh, yes yeah but yeah. mostly bavarian so um i, I want to thank you know we both want to thank everybody for listening um uh, this is you know obviously just supposed to be a, a lot of fun for for tucker and i to kind of talk and and just reminisce about car stuff and, yeah. and uh, we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen hey everyone uh my apologies our original outro for this episode Um, had some sort of technical issues where it uh, only partially recorded. So I just wanted to say uh, on behalf of both Tucker and myself, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, It's really appreciated. Um, We just love talking cars and and it's fun to be able to share it with you all. So um, we are really looking for uh, engagement on our Instagram page. It's the Blow Off Valve podcast. And uh, if you guys would respond to um, you know, any episodes of ours with questions or maybe topics or show ideas that you'd like to hear, uh, we'd love to hear any of your feedback and get you guys involved. So, again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we really appreciate
1: it.